Heavenly Father, I just thank you again. As we dig into your word a little bit today, a little different message for everyone. As we talk about the gifts of Christmas, Lord, I just pray for your Holy Spirit's presence in this message. I know there's a lot of people here, Lord, that may not understand my message completely because of the language barrier. But, Lord, I know you're bigger than that. And I know I ask, Lord, that these children somehow through this, Lord, would understand this message of the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, Lord. So through this message, Lord, I just pray for your Holy Spirit to speak through them and speak through me that they would hear something that would draw them to you, Lord. Lord, I praise you and I thank you for this opportunity just to come before you in worship. And just receive this worship today, Lord, as we study about the gifts of Christmas, Lord. So, Lord, we love you so much. We want to say happy birthday. And thank you, Lord, for that blessing of your Son, Jesus Christ, as our Savior and our Lord in our lives. So, Lord, just be with us now and bless our time. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas. So today, we're celebrating Christmas, right? Yeah? So what what is Christmas? I want you to think about that. What really is Christmas? How would you answer that? If you didn't know anything about Christmas, how would you say, what is Christmas? How would you define Christmas? Well, maybe, maybe if you've never witnessed Christmas before, if you were to just go into the world and see people celebrating Christmas with no previous knowledge of the holiday, what would you see? What would it look like? If people looked at you and looked at your lives and what you're doing this time of year, how would they describe Christmas after being with you the last three weeks, two weeks, in the next week? How would they describe what Christmas is and what it means? Would they have a better definition? Would they have an understanding? As we start to, I ask that question, I want to just start, maybe we can define the word. I was like, well, what is Christmas? So, you know, what do we do if we want to know something now? What do we do? We Google it, right? We get it on their phones, we type it in. What is Christmas? So I did that. I got on Google and I got on my MacBook and I said, what is Christmas? What would people, if someone just typed that in that's never experienced Christmas and had no definition, what would they read? So here's what I saw as I Googled it, Wikipedia. It says, it's an annual festival commemorating the birth of Jesus Christ. Well, that's good. And it says also in the definition, it's primarily observed on December 25th. That's, that's accurate. It says it's a religious and cultural celebration among billions of people around the world. That's an accurate description still, yeah? Now, and it gives some examples, right? It gives examples of what Christmas would be. So I'm going to read them to you. It would say some of the acts of Christmas or how you would practice Christmas would be gift giving. We all like gifts, right? It would be completing maybe an advent calendar. Somebody's heard of that and done that. Or maybe making a wreath. Some of you have done that. Or maybe singing Christmas music and going caroling is one thing, right? That's big in Myanmar. Or maybe you would view a nativity play. A lot of us have done that lately, right? Or maybe you would exchange Christmas cards. I hope all of you got your Christmas card from my family. If you haven't, please let me know so you can make sure and get it. There's a Christmas card in there, yes. Now, maybe it's uh, attending church services. A lot of people attend church around Christmas time, right? The CEO Christians, right? Salvi? CEO, Christmas, Easter, and I don't know, occasionally. Some people get a Christmas tree, right? And you decorate. That's part of Christmas, right? I mean, that's part of our tradition. You put up lights, right? We got lights all around here. You can see it looks nice. Maybe even some mistletoe or holly. We don't have any of that here. But that's a common thing that people would use to describe what Christmas is, especially in this secular world. Now, as I Googled that, I thought, well, that is 
accurate but incomplete definition of what is Christmas, right? So I thought maybe we need to actually not just Google it, but really define the word. So if you want to define the word Christmas, you know, it's two words, right? Christ and mass. So first you have to take it and put it into two points. So let's let's define what does the word Christ mean? I looked it up. I mean, I know we've heard this, but to look it up, I looked it up in the Webster's Dictionary. And it defines the word Christ as the anointed, the title given to the Savior of the world, and synonymous with the Hebrew root word Messiah. So there's Christ. That's a, that's a perfectly accurate description of Christ. But what about mass? What does that mean, mass? Now I'm going to give you a kind of a difficult, the actual description of the word. Um, it's, it's from the Catholic Church. So in the Roman Catholic Church, it was the prayers or the office or the celebration used at the Eucharist or the Lord's Supper would be a mass, a church service. It would be when they use the bread, the wine, right? Um, now, as we look at that, so it's, it's really a, it's a service. within. And it started within the Catholic Church. We don't really use that word in our Christian church, but mass was a gathering usually, which include the Lord's Supper. Now, how do we, how do you observe Christmas? Or how do you celebrate it? What do you guys do? Think about this as we continue. Maybe you go to church, like many of you today. Um, Maybe you would also take the Lord's Supper. Maybe you would go to different gatherings. Now, really, what Christmas is, it's, it's an event. It's a gathering. It's what we as Christians observe or celebrate as a reminder to us as the birth of our Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, right? So again, I'm going to keep asking, how do you, how does your family, how does your culture, how does your country observe Christmas? What would someone that didn't know anything about Christmas, and if they shadowed you and hung out with you, what would they say Christmas was after hanging out with you for these 30 days in this season, say? What would their view be? Interesting, I had that opportunity. I have a my adopted now daughter living with us, basically, and she has never experienced Christmas in any form or shape, right? So I asked her this morning, I said, are you excited for Christmas? And she looked at me and she's like, yes, but I don't really understand or know what it is to celebrate Christmas. So I said, well, what do you under, what do you know, what did you know about it from previously? She says, well, where I'm from, she explained to me in her culture, she's heard about Christmas before. She's heard about Santa Claus, and she's heard about people giving gifts. And that was her definition of Christmas. So she has never experienced Christmas as a celebration of the birth of our Savior Jesus Christ. So this is her first real Christmas, I believe, and I would say. And so I think that's pretty neat. What a privilege. What an amazing opportunity for all of us here to share that experience with her and with others and those around us to show her what truly it is to celebrate and to participate in Christmas. Now, I will share something else. Very important day coming up, December 24th, right? It's her birthday. So you make sure and tell her happy birthday, right? She'll be 25. So you make sure and tell her. How neat is that to share that on Christmas Eve, huh? Pretty neat. So as we take part of our Christmas celebration here at Refuge, we also know that Christmas is celebrated very differently all over the world different cultures, different people groups. But even though it's celebrated very differently all throughout the entire world, we know the reason for the season is should be always the same. 
no matter how we specifically celebrate. We should worship Jesus through whatever traditions we do, if it's trees or lights or singing or church or small gatherings at our house, whatever it is, the point, the whole focus should be on Jesus and worshiping him and thanking him and thanking God for his birth. So how can we worship Jesus on Christmas can be done in many different ways, right? I chose my words very carefully when I said it that way, but how do we worship Jesus on Christmas? That's what it should be. That's what Christmas should be. It's worship of Jesus. Now, anything we do this time of year, that's our, that should be our focus, right? So this question I'm asking again, as we examine and look at our holiday celebrations, our Christmas celebrations, whatever we do in and out of church and in our homes and with our, whatever we do, is it glorifying the name of Jesus Christ this season? Is it an act of worship to the Lord God Almighty, our celebration of Christmas? My family and most Americans celebrate Christmas, or Christmas a certain way, right? I'm going to share how we celebrate, and I'm sure it would be a little bit different from maybe how you celebrate. And we have all different countries here in different ways, but I'd like just to share a little bit on how we celebrate. Typically, my family and most Americans would celebrate by starting decorating your homes right after Thanksgiving. And then we would take that and we'd put up a Christmas tree. And we'd have lights and ornaments. And even some Americans would go further than that and they'd decorate their entire house inside with all sorts of different things everywhere. And some even would go outside and they'd put lights all over and music outside. I mean, some of them really go big, right? Now, in our church, we celebrate Christmas, right? We'd usually have a special church service, kind of like we have here today, maybe. Maybe a little different, but very similar. We would worship Jesus in song with special Christmas songs and carols. Um, usually, we'd, the pastor would share a Christmas message or share the Christmas story. That's one way we celebrate Christmas at home. And, the, you know, the, the whole basis should be around the story of Jesus, right? Now, also, in, we would celebrate Christmas with different children's performances back home. They Maybe they'd have a choir or a Christmas play, you know. And then we'd continue celebrating at home with a Christmas Eve candlelight service. So December 24th, I remember a few years ago, I invited everyone to Christmas Eve service. Nobody knew when that was, December 24th. I, had, I learned that a few years ago here. So we would gather, our, our tradition is to gather Christmas evening, Christmas Eve evening, and we would have a special time of worship, and we'd go through the Christmas story which we're going to do that here at Refuge on Christmas Eve. And we would praise with Christmas songs and reading the Bible and just really more worship-based, where today is more teaching-based. It's all worship, but a little more. And then we always, you know what, we always have food, right? We always have food, lots and lots of food. So we'd have fellowship and food and join together. And a lot of times we'd have the Lord's Supper. We'd take communion as observance of that also. And so join us this Tuesday as we'll have that kind of fellowship here. So that's kind of our tradition. Also, you know, my family, we also have a tradition of giving and receiving gifts. It's very common. Um, we give it to our friends and our family. Um, sometimes it's very small. It's a card. Sometimes maybe it's bigger. But it's, it's really not about the size of the gift. It's more that we just want to show that we love you guys. And we really just, you guys are our family, especially being here. Now, my family has one unique tradition, maybe, even in Western culture, is my family actually opens one gift on Christmas Eve. The evening of, right? So the kids always, you know, it's Christmas Eve. So what happens is all during the next few weeks, the, the presents are under the tree, right? 
The kids are always looking and wondering which one they're going to pick out to open that one gift on Christmas Eve. So they don't know if they're going to get some socks, underwear, or maybe a great toy. And sometimes they're really excited for the present they picked, and sometimes maybe not so much. But that's part of the fun, isn't it? So we have a lot of traditions, and we, um, you know, different people have different things. Uh, Christmas morning, we all wake up really early, and the kids run out, and we all gather around, and um, we open presents, and we have a, usually a breakfast, and then we'll have a great big feast of a dinner, right? Traditional is like beef or leg of lamb or something like that, where you have turkey for Thanksgiving. So I looked at this, and I was thinking, how, do, how does my family celebrate Christmas? What is our example given? What would someone see in Christmas? And I'll tell you, I, as an American family following American traditions... Celebrating Christmas, I noticed something within our own celebration, but also in Western culture, that a lot of the focus was just on the days and the gift giving. And I'm not saying it's all bad, but I noticed there was some room for probably improvement within my own family to make sure that focus remained on Jesus. And so I thought about it, and then I thought, what about Myanmar? How does how do how do you Myanmar people celebrate Christmas? Right now, I've spent three Christmases here, so I have somewhat of an idea. And I'll tell you, I've learned some of the traditions and the ways that you worship Jesus during the Christmas season. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be very honest. You ready, me and more people listening? I think you guys might do a little better job at celebrating Christmas than us Americans, right? I really do. I think you guys have the, a little better heart and a little better spirit in how you do it. I'm amazed by all the different programs and the different activities I've seen. I see them at the churches. I see them at the schools. Um, and all are telling the story of Christmas and the story of Jesus. I love hearing the carolers come by, and I'm so sad I moved this last year, and I haven't had one caroler come by. Um, I'm really sad about that. Um, Really, really sad. I really enjoyed the carolers. That was one of my favorite things when I moved here. And uh, they actually came by twice, I heard, near my house, and I was not there. So we did actually have some. But, you know, they're going around, and they're singing praises to Jesus, right? They're sharing the gospel through their song to others, through their voices. Um, another amazing thing you see in Myanmar, how do they celebrate Christmas? They go out and they do outreaches. You don't see that in the Western culture much. You Myanmar people, you go out to the villages, you go outside of your churches, you go outside of your communities, and you go there and you go and share the story of Jesus in this season. That's amazing. That's a great testimony. It's a great witness. And I, I, I love also, you know, Myanmar people, you guys don't celebrate like Christmas Eve and Christmas, right? You guys got 30 days, sweet December, the whole month amazing you got a whole month so i think maybe as an american and western cultures we could probably learn a little bit from the Myanmar culture of christianity of celebrating christmas you guys do a great job uh you know i but you ready for this filipinos you guys got us all beat ready for this i got a little education even this morning i knew some of it already i think the filipinos have one of the best stories of how to celebrate christmas than anyone i was told that even as early as october and some even September, they will start Christmas caroling and singing songs on the radio. Am I as told right? Yeah. And they're already giving gifts and buying gifts that early in the year. The entire country, I'm told, gets two weeks off just to celebrate Christmas. I'm like, wow. And then I hear about the huge feast the Filipinos have. And I, I was told that once they have these huge feasts and then they take some of the food and they take it and they go out to their neighbor's house and they share with their neighbors and they share the food and they share the gospel I'm like, wow. And then I was hearing the Filipinos, they have different traditions. Their, their children, 
They, they receive gifts and blessings, not only from their parents and their immediate family, but then they have godparents and godfathers. So they're blessed and also get gifts that way. I think the Filipinos, they got it made. But you know what? They end it with fireworks show for Jesus's birthday party. I never heard of such a thing. Amazing. Great job. Hopefully that time is used to really share the message. I know it gets, sometimes it gets a little convoluted into, you know, but amazing. Amazing to hear that. I love to hear about all these different traditions and how we celebrate Christmas and all the different cultures. How do we worship Jesus during this time of year? There's so many different ways and they come from our home churches. They come from our family traditions. They come from how, just how we were raised. But it all should be, how do we personally acknowledge the birth of our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ? Whatever that looks like. You know, one of the commonalities I've seen in different cultures is the giving of gifts, right? That's the title of the message, Christmas Gifts. And it would be seen, especially as I see all these young children, that's probably, if you talk to a younger children, especially, they're going to say, what do you like about Christmas? Presents, right? They love it, right? So excited. And, you know, that's that's all right. Think about this. What is your favorite tradition or your favorite aspect or part of celebrating Christmas? What's yours? Just think about that for a minute. Maybe it's attending these different plays or these different choir performances um, going out. You know, I enjoy that. I've seen some this year that just were astonishing. I could not believe how amazing they were. I enjoyed that. Or maybe it's uh, listening to the Christmas music and going out caroling. You know, as soon as Thanksgiving ends, I'm flipping on Christmas music. I love to listen to Christmas music, but I, I will not listen to it any other time of the year because then it ruins it for me for Christmas because it's not so exciting. But, you know, that's me. But I love it. Maybe that's your favorite part, caroling or listening to Christmas music and singing carols. Maybe a lot of us, it's just the simple fact of slowing down or maybe you're real busy, but spending that time with close family and friends. That's a real common thing to do during the Christmas season. Maybe... Like me, eating all the food, right? We get wonderful food this time of year. Amen. I heard an amen finally on that one. Um, Maybe it's just simple fellowshipping with family and friends. I don't know. You know, as I thought about this this question, what our favorite part, I thought about the children again. Again, what was their favorite part? Always younger children. Let's get the presents, right? That's their favorite part. And I, I think about their this tradition of receiving physical gifts on Christmas, right? We see the Magi giving gifts. It's biblical. You know, they give gifts to Joseph and Jesus. And, you know, as I thought about the gift giving, I think of children. And I talked about my children on Christmas Eve. And then Christmas. you think about Christmas morning. In any culture, the excitement. It's so excited, right? And the anticipation. I mean, the, the, I remember it's, my kids aren't too bad at it, but I mean, a lot of kids, they'll be waking you up at three or four in the morning. Can I get up yet? Can I get up yet? They're so excited, right? The anticipation, the leading to knowing what special presence that is there for them. They're so just the anticipation, the, the excitement. Is, I mean, they look forward to this all year long. Now, it reminded me, though, the real reason that we do celebrate Christmas, though, is the gift of Jesus, right? Because we're adults now and we're not children. And we do know that the greatest gift is Jesus Christ, right? But I thought about the analogy of the children and us. We can always use this, right? Think of the excitement they have, the anticipation, the, oh, it's just, I mean, it's their favorite time of year. Do we have that kind of excitement? And that type of anticipation that a child would have had leading up to Christmas as we look towards God's spiritual gifts that he'd give each one of us. As we look at the blessings that God wants to give each one of us, do we have that same kind of childlike faith and excitement and anticipation for what God wants to give to each one of us? Or is it just became mundane when we look at it? Or do we look at it and see, oh, I'm excited to see what God is going to do. I'm excited to see what he has for me, what he has for others, how he's going to gift others. 
and to watch that play out in their lives. Do we receive these blessings, these gifts from Jesus with the same attitude, the same excitement as the young children would do as they open presents Christmas morning? I don't know. I think we lose some of it. It's natural. But it's something to think about because we think Jesus is the best gift. Jesus is the best gift the world has ever received, right? But also, second part of that, Jesus is the best gift any of us could give, right? It's the best gift we could ever. I give you Christmas cards. I'll tell you what, if you can share the gospel and someone, you know, if the Holy Spirit will work in that person, that person will accept Jesus Christ. That's the best gift we could ever be a part of giving. I mean, that's amazing. But, you know, as I thought about, I I say it, and I, I know it's true that Jesus is the best gift ever given to the world. But what qualifies something as the best gift, right? Think about it. You all received gifts throughout your entire life. What qualifies something as the best gift? What, is it the cost of the gift? Is that what qualifies something as being a good gift? Well, as I said, the best gift is Jesus, right? So what was the cost? What was the cost to receive that free gift of having our sins forgiven? Let's look at, everybody got their Bibles? Turn to John three sixteen. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but will have Eternal life. I don't know a greater cost than that, than his life, his very life. Cost of his only one and begotten son. So if you would value a gift on what it cost, there is no greater cost than that. Maybe that's not how you would value a gift. Maybe it's the size of the gift, how big it is, right? I don't know. Maybe how big is the gift to heaven? Is there anything bigger? I don't know of anything. Maybe you value the greatest gift you've ever received on who it's from, right? That's how you'd base. This is the excellent gift. Look, it's from so-and-so. Somebody very important, maybe. Is there anyone more important than God? This gift of Jesus is from God. And we know that because we're going to look at John chapter 6, verse 32. Back one page for me. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Moses did not, didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to this world. Now, as we continue and think about the gifts, is the greatest gift you say you ever received, is it because of the thought behind the gift or the, the heart behind the gifts or the passion behind the gift? You think about that like a child, right? They come up to you and they give you a very simple gift, right? It's just like it's a colored piece of paper with a smiley face on it and some squiggles, right? But... You're like, oh, it touches your heart because you know that child behind that, they really just wanted to bless you and give you that gift. And they really did work hard on that artwork. So is, is the greatest gift you would say you ever received because of the heart behind the gift that makes it the greatest? Jesus was given to us as a gift, pay our sin debt. That was the reason behind the gift to us. He was given to us as a sacrifice for our sins so that we then could have a right relationship between us and God. So if your reason for the greatest gift is a purpose or a reason or a heart behind that, think about that, who Jesus is and what his purpose was. I could go on and keep talking about why Jesus is the greatest gift and why we can we could we ever receive this gift. But you know, the one thing that I just found amazing as I thought about Christmas gifts and I thought Jesus as our gift, the greatest gift, it's amazing. One thing that I could say to qualify a gift as great is one, a gift that keeps on giving, right? It's kind of an interesting saying. Uh, so once you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you've received that gift, 
It doesn't end there, does it? We receive continual blessings. I want to talk about some of them Christmas gifts that we get once we've accepted Jesus as our Savior. Because that's one of the most amazing things I think about accepting Jesus. We receive the Holy Spirit, right? So we, we accept Jesus. We accept that free gift given us. And then we get the Holy Spirit. We see in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Peter replied, Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Christmas gift from Jesus to us. You know another thing we receive? We receive grace. It's just amazing. We know that through James 4, 6. And he gives grace generously. Think about that, generously. It's not just he gives grace. He gives it generously. And the scriptures say, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. The gifts continue. We get mercy. Look at 1 Timothy 1, 13. Even though I used to blaspheme, this is Paul talking, right? In the name of Christ, in my insolence, I persecuted his people. Think about who, think about Paul and what he was doing. But God had mercy on me because I did it in ignorance and unbelief. You know, the gifts aren't done there. We get wisdom. We get a special kind of wisdom when we accept the gift of Jesus Christ in our life. Look at 1 Timothy 1.14. Oh, how generous and gracious our Lord was. He filled me with faith and love that comes from Jesus Christ. Now, it doesn't stop there. We have, you know, faith. You know, that's a gift also. A lot of, I mean, we know we need faith to accept Jesus Christ in our life, but also that's a gift from the Holy Spirit. It's a gift from Jesus also. Faith. Look at first, sorry, that was first Timothy 1.14. That was the last verse. Sorry, I read it wrong, but oh, how generous and gracious our Lord was. He was filled me with the faith and love that comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to go back just because I, wisdom, James 1.5. If you need wisdom, Ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. You know, another gift, though? I, I, this is one of my favorite. I mean, I, I hear grace, mercy, wisdom, faith, the Holy Spirit. It's amazing, right? This is one of my redemption. That's a gift. A gift that if we can walk in is an amazing gift to walk in redemption. Look at Romans chapter 3, verse 21. But now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago, we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. That's redemption. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't end there. We get forgiveness of our sins. That's an amazing gift. We don't just get forgiveness. We get forgiveness of our sins, past, present, and future. We see that in Ephesians 1.7. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. His gifts don't end there. We get peace. And I'm not talking about a worldly peace. I'm just talking about a spiritual peace. Look at John 14, 27. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Christmas gifts. I, I just barely scratched the surface to talk about all these gifts that we get by being children of God, right? By accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as our Christ Savior, I barely just touched the surface of all the gifts he has for each one of us. But I wanted just to take a minute just to look at how these gifts are so freely given to us, given to anyone who will come to faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And if they accept that, that gift, that God's gift of Jesus, the Savior of the world, these things are available for all of us. Now, we could and we should remember 
all these gifts that we receive through being adopted into God's family, right? That's another gift. We're adopted into his family. We should always remember. I, I want to look at another verse. Turn to James, or I'll just read it, one seventeen through 18. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. You know, it's just amazing to me. We've talked a lot about Christmas traditions, all of our different traditions. And I've talked a lot about different gifts and how we should have that childlike excitement and looking forward to these gifts and excited to see what God's going to do. You know, and we just need to continue to look for these blessings that are there for us. So this Christmas... The season. Let's keep the focus on Jesus. Let's look and examine our lives and see what would a person see that has never experienced Christmas. Would they come to know Christ through your celebration of Christmas? Would they come to know the story of who Jesus is? Would they come to understand the love that Christ has for them? You know, I challenge everyone here, and I challenge myself in this, as I examine my own traditions in my own household to look at how I celebrate Christmas. I think we need to start. We have different traditions here, right? In Brazil, in Myanmar, in the Philippines, in the U.S. We all have different traditions, right? But I challenge we make some new traditions. And that these traditions, they would be formed within our own families, within our own churches, within our own countries and our communities. And these new traditions would ensure that it is Jesus who receives the worship during this season. Um, I was thinking about, you know, Christmas morning I shared with you, you know, we get up and we race right to them presents. Now, right? Maybe we need to do a little, make sure our children know. I know they know, but maybe we need to spend a little more time and focus on the real reason for the season, and that's Jesus. So maybe I was thinking, you know, as we look at this and think about this, and I thought about every time we give a gift as Christians, every time we give a gift, we should remember and just take a moment to remember the greatest gift. Let that be just a, a tradition that we remind us to remember that greatest gift that any of us have ever received that's our salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. And just to take, when we give that gift, just to take a minute, just think in your mind, thank you, God. Thank you for the greatest gift I could ever receive. Now, let's remember, too, that Jesus is the greatest gift we can ever give. That message. Let's not ever forget that. But, you know, what about whose birthday is it we're celebrating? It's Jesus, right, today? So I think also we should be giving him gifts. How do we gift Jesus? What do we give to him What would be the greatest gift Jesus could receive from you? It's your faith, your lives. Jesus wants your hearts. He wants you surrendered to him, knowing who he is and what he's done for you. So let's give that gift to Jesus this season, just a true living sacrifice. Let that focus continue to be on him, that our lives would be a living gift laid out before him that he would receive. You know, this message is a little different for Christmas. Christmas gifts is like, titled it. It was just a reminder to me, most of all, to keep Jesus first always. You know, and I remember I was talking to someone, you know, there's always sometimes Christians have this, do you celebrate Christmas or not? You know, there's some some people that are Christians that choose not to celebrate Christmas. And they would say, which they're right, you know, I celebrate Christmas every day. And amen to that. <laughs> but, you know, this is a special time of year that we can utilize to share with others that we would not have otherwise. There's people here sitting here today that would not be here today if it wasn't for this season. So let's use that time to share with them how Jesus has radically transformed our lives and how when we accepted Christ, how we were redeemed and how we were changed and how we did have these gifts that I spoke about, the peace, the mercy, the grace. There's no words truly to explain them things working in our lives. 
But through the Holy Spirit, we can give a testimony of who Christ is this time. And that's a gift right there, our testimony of who Jesus Christ is. So Christmas gifts. What will people think about Christmas after hanging out with you during this season? Let's keep that on our hearts as we continue our evening. We're gonna, we got some games later on. We got some presents. Um, some of you are here years ago. We got the styrofoam Christmas balls we're going to tear into and have a great time. We got some presents for you. We got some food. We even ordered some more food to make sure everyone would have enough while you weren't looking. So we are excited. Um, let, let this time, this season, just be a wonderful time, a time of praise. We're going to do two more songs. If the worship team could head up, we're going to close with that. And then as soon as we uh, sing two songs, if we could help just set up for a fellowship time. And during that fellowship time, we will take the Lord's Supper. If you have any questions about that, what that is, please get a hold of anyone here. There's uh, lots of people here that can explain and help explain that to you if you don't know what it is. And also, we have a very, very special performance by the children. Uh, you see all their instruments up here. We've got a stack of them up here. I'm very excited. I'm always amazed at the talent that God has given, the gifts in these children. So please join me in prayer as the worship team Heads up. I'm not sure what song they're going to do, but they'll let us all know. And please join me in prayer. Everyone's heads down, hands together. Heads down, hands together, eyes closed. Got a lot of children here. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the gift that you've given us, Lord. I thank you for this amazing gift of your son, Jesus Christ, Lord. As I think about just the magnitude of that, Lord, as a father of a son, to offer your son for those who were your enemies at that time, to offer him to be not just killed, humiliated, beaten, his blood shed for those who would blaspheme your name at that very moment. Lord, I thank you for that gift, Lord. Why we were still enemies of the cross, Lord, you gave us the greatest gift we could ever receive, Lord. The gift of our penalties of sin forgiven, Lord, forever. Your blood was shed, Lord, but it didn't end there, Lord. Then we see your power, Lord, the power of the resurrection, Lord. We see then that your gifts then as we turn in faith to you, Lord, that your gifts were just laid out for us, Lord. The gift that you promised us, Lord, the Holy Spirit, Lord, our encourager, Lord, our helper, Lord, the one that would come alongside us, Lord, in this walk. Lord, we thank you for that, Lord, as we read about the mercy and the grace and the peace and the wisdom and the adoption in your family and that eternal promise of our place in heaven with you, Lord. We just thank you for these gifts, Lord. And Lord, we offer to you the gift of our lives. We give you everything that we are, Lord. We just say, here we are, Lord. Here we are. Just use us, Lord. Accept our gift. We so freely accept you, Lord, as our Savior, Lord. We just praise you this time of year, Lord, but not don't let it stop December 26th. Let our praise continue. Let our thanks continue. Let our worship continue each and every day, Lord. To remember, it's just not Christmas, Christmas Eve. It's not just sweet December. Even the Filipinos, maybe three months, Lord. It's every day of the year, Lord. We come to you, Lord. We say, thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for allowing him to be placed on that cross, Lord. We just praise you, Lord. Just hear us, Lord. Hear our worship and accept it, Lord. Happy birthday. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.